Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. I'm Jesse Cruikshank, and I've always been told I have a face for podcasting. So I launched a podcast. It's called Phone a Friend because each week I'll break down the biggest stories in pop culture. But when I have questions, I get to phone a friend. I'll phone a royal watcher to find out why Prince Harry is acting like a real housewife. I'll phone a tween to please explain euphoria. And maybe I'll even phone a Backstreet Boy to find out if I still have a chance. I don't? Okay. New episodes drop every Thursday wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Hi, it's Dave here, and this is my wife, Kathy. Hello. This is The Cinemile, the podcast where we used to walk home from the movies. But now we walk around our block. <laughs> yes, we're out for our daily exercise. It's uh, coming close to sunset, <laughs> which means we all need to get indoors. It does. And we need to watch a movie. Before the vampires come. Uh, and there's a new movie out this week. So we've got a new movie to talk about. We're very excited about that. Yeah, so we're locking down for the night with uh, the new uh, thing that Netflix are just pushing in front of all of our eyeballs every yes. time you turn on the platform, which is Love, Wedding, Repeat, uh, which, uh, judging from the brief 10 seconds of a trailer that I couldn't help but watch while they forced it in front of me and the synopsis that I glanced at, seems to be some sort of Groundhog Day in a wedding uh, I haven't thing. even seen the trailer. I just saw that... Um, I, they pre-rolled the trailer at me, do you know? I saw that it was a rom-com that Ashling B was in, so I was... Oh. Ashling B, Olivia Munn is here? Yeah, good, like, great, um, I'll watch it. The ti- and also the title is clearly playing on Live, Die, Repeat, the title change of that Tom Cruise movie, Day After Tomorrow. No, what was it called? I think it was called The Edge of Tomorrow. The Edge of Tomorrow, that then was it, Then they yeah. changed the name when they released it on DVD, which yeah. is, like, the weirdest thing I've ever well, heard the, of. The Live, Die, Repeat had been the tagline of that movie... And, and it's, then, a, it's a much better name than yeah, Edge exactly. of Tomorrow. I think they only realised that after the movie. But you had can't come out. change the name of your movie, like, <laughs> well, they like did. once you've committed, you've committed. <laughs> like I remember when I did my thesis and I'd... for my masters, and I had it all printed and bound, and I'd obviously read it like a hundred times, and then opened it at mistake on page two. But it was done then, and that's what a movie title should be like. You should have. You've taken made out, the mistake. It's been in the. You cinema. should have ripped out page two, put in a different page two, and then retitled it no. to live, live, <laughs> uh, write, write, rip out, repeat. Yeah. Wow, that was bad. There you go. Um, but anyway, so we're going to watch it. We don't know anything about it other than we think. I think maybe. Well, judging by what you've just said, there might be something for time travel, which would be awesome. Yeah. Um, Basically, we don't know. We don't really care. But here we are. <laughs> we just want a new movie. We're in the Netflix era. All we want is a new movie to watch. That's all we no, ask. What for. we really want is to go to the, well, cinema, we want to go to the cinema to watch the movies that were actually good, probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but here we are. Where this is the situation. And I know. If this is- we miss the cinema so much. Like we like funnily like obviously being in lockdown is shit, and this whole situation is shit. But we feel like it might be affecting us slightly less than other people purely from a point of view that. 
we never used to do anything anyway because we've got two young kids except we used to go to the cinema once a week yeah. it's like our biggest social that outlet that was our weekly so treat. that was our treat so but we're look, really we can't, missing no, that we really, but we're, we're not, not complaining we're not complaining but we miss the cinema we're not complaining so many people out there have it much worse oh, than we much do much worse and, but we, all and of our listeners you, we miss the we hope you're all cinema. safe and uh, safe yeah. and sound but yes we do collectively miss the cinema and we miss yeah the, all the big movies like because there was a couple of ones that were released like The Invisible Man and like Military Wives but that's kind of seems to have stopped now. <laughs> Come on, no, keep there's releasing more, them. No, there's more coming. I mean, there was Trolls too, but yeah. we weren't going to go there. Um, no, we're going to be seeing more of that. I we're going to get so. more of these. So hopefully we'll, we'll bring you some uh, exciting new releases. But in the meantime, is, let's all watch Love Wedding Repeat. I mean, every if Netflix <laughs> is pushing it on other people's TVs as hard as they have been on ours, I'm the a, whole world would have seen it. Speaking I'm of optimistic you, that this thing will be good. Did you I, see honestly. that Tiger King downloads were in the billions? Yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> it's a cultural phenomenon. So this will probably be too, just because everyone's it, watching Netflix. Incidentally, right now. go to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash the cinemile, and uh, sign up and, and support the show if you're interested, and you'll get our thoughts on Tiger King. We did a whole episode on it yeah. with Kathy's sister. We Elizabeth. went a bit mad and talked about Tiger King for an for hour. For about an hour. Yeah. yeah. Um, and now we're just about to embark on that new Netflix dating show because. Oh, yeah, not? let's do that. What's it called again? The, <laughs> I don't it's know. called uh, it's People called Not sexy Having time. Sex on an Island. Yeah. <laughs> is it? I don't it's know. It's Love Island without the sex. Yeah. That's so. what this show is. But anyway, is. I'll back onto this movie. What's it called again? I re- no, come on. We don't know anything about this movie. What do you want to talk about? Let's just go watch it. Okay, we're going to go watch Right. Yeah, and then we're going to record the review tomorrow when we're out for our daily walk. Okay? Yeah, because by the time we finish this, it'll be too late yeah. to go to bed. Yeah. Okay. Also, do you right. know what? Like we we do podcasts on our sofa, but like we love podcasting while walking. That's like what we've always done. That's kind of the point of the show. So we're going to try and keep that up. Yeah. Uh, so our daily exercise tomorrow will also be podcasting, and it'll be our. Uh, Thoughts on this movie. So but see also, you tomorrow. Um, I, one other thing. Sorry, I'm just annoying you now. I'm just yes, trying to drag it out because I'm up, so excited to be doing the podcast. Um, I was thinking about it. I reckon we must be like one of the few podcasts left in the world. Where Full the stop. Host, where the, We're the, no, one no. of the few podcasts left in the no, world. They're all more, gone. More podcasts than so ever. So don't now. listen to anything. Else. No, that's not what I was saying. I'm saying that we must be one of the few podcasts left in the world where the hosts actually record together. <sighs> Everyone's recording oh, them remotely. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Um, so tune yeah. into the cinema if you want to hear two people who are together in person out for a walk. Yes, we're able These to. These are two touch unusual things. Like this. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Poking, Kathy. Thanks for poking. Uh, uh, right, okay. Bye. Bye. Hi. Oh, wow, you look gorgeous. Hello, oh, boy. I didn't know you had a new boyfriend. I'm so glad you've moved on from that last guy. What was his name, Chaz? No, I'm Chaz. Oh, my God. Have you gone out with two chazzes in a row? You remember Dina, my American friend that you met in Rome? Yeah. She's here. What? Jack. Hey, I used to ask about you all the time. I used to ask about you too. Oh, God. Got a bit of a problem. Mark Fisher. He's saying that he's in love with me and he's threatening to go full-on psycho and ruin my wedding. This is the sleep medicine that I've been taking. It would knock him out for hours. Really? Just put a couple of drops of that in his champagne glass. There has to be another way. There is no other there way. There is. There, is there has to be. Please. There, is there has to be. Way. Hey! Hey! <laughs> Your sister is an angel, isn't she? <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Minutes have passed for you and a day has passed for us. And, and it's now tomorrow. <laughs> or today. It's almost it's like one... the edge of tomorrow. <laughs> oh, hello. Um, so we watched that movie, died and repeated it. Uh, I, all right, quick synopsis then. If you don't, like, no spoilers yet, as, as always. We'll turn on to Spoiler Street. Spoiler Street 
is uh, still not in the quarantine zone. Spoiler so is just on our block now. Yeah. Um, this movie is pretty much as we suspected. Not as we suspected, like we figured it all out. It I was what the synopsis anything. said. Yeah, it's basically set at a wedding and then it's <laughs> it's more do you know what though it's not Groundhog Day or Edge of Tomorrow in which a character is aware of the changing circumstances this is Sliding Doors it should have been called Wedding Doors or Sliding Wedding that would be uh, Sliding Wedding sliding you think that wedding. should be a movie title <laughs> yeah that's this isn't, awful or Wedding Doors makes no sense this isn't um, so you should not this come isn't up with the same. Name. no but I, I'm just telling you it's misleading they chose a misleading title which implies um, a Groundhog Day scenario when in fact it's just showing you variations of the, the same situations uh, uh, multiple possibilities of w- what could have happened but nobody's aware of them nobody's living those possibilities with the understanding of the one true timeline or anything so it's ultimately for me that's less interesting um, because th- there's no stakes in that then it's just like oh there's a million different universes and here's a few possibilities. It's like, yeah, all right. Okay, well, that's not really a synopsis of the movie, which is what I think you were trying to do. A synopsis of the movie is um, a woman's getting married in Italy to an Italian dude, but she's English. And as the wedding plays out, we see multiple variants of what could go down on the day. Yeah. Um, and it stars... Who does it star, Dave? I told Dave to pull up IMDb because I couldn't remember any of their names. However, obviously Sam. I know Ashley B's name. She's an Irish comedian that we really like and she's brilliant in this, as we would have expected. So the lead is Sam Claflin, who I recognise from The Hunger Games. Who yeah. was Finn, right? Yeah. And I haven't seen him since then. What was that, I've, ten years I've ago? I've seen him in a couple of things, but um, he's not... like He's kind of like a leading... He's like I think we both took away from this... The absolute best thing about this movie the is cast. the cast. Yeah, cast the cast is, is great. Really good. So Everyone... let's quickly chat through all who all the cast are. He's like he's the brother of the woman getting married, and he is the star. If anyone's yeah. the star, albeit it's an ensemble, he is the star of the movie. And it's him and his meet cute with Olivia Munn, who's a friend of his sister. Who's and they great. They meet at the wedding. She's, I really she's like her. very good. Um, do you know? So, do you, I know you never want really watch Newsroom, and I hate watch the whole thing. Olivia Munn was one no, of the only no, good you. people in Newsroom. She really was. Well, Jeff da- Jeff Daniels is was good. Like Newsroom had. Yeah, but the more you watched Newsroom, by the end, she was the only watchable character. Oh, in fair it. enough. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So her, and, him, and Olivia Munn are sort of the leads. You've also, and then it's a sort of a host of supporting characters who each kind of have their own. Well, uh, who plots, was the sister? I didn't recognise her. She's the only actor I hadn't seen before. Uh, she is Eleanor Tomlinson, who I also don't. Now uh, you have to click into her IMDb and, and tell me. And welcome back to uh, IMDb <laughs> Scrolling, the podcast. Anyway, she was really good as the sister. We don't need I to don't go through know what she's who in. Who she is? Um, uh, she played the sister. She was good. Everyone's yeah. good. Everyone's good in this. And then there's a very strong. Um, Comedic supporting cast, including Ashling B, uh, Tim Key, uh, who a lot of people would know as Alan Partridge's co-host on his uh, Mid Morning Madness so show. He's so funny in this. He's really. He's good a in this. real standout. Uh, yeah. Also, shout out to uh, Alan Mustafa, who's the lead from the brilliant BBC uh, comedy People Just Do Nothing um, about a group of rappers doing a pirate radio station. Which, mm-hmm. if anyone hasn't seen. And you've got some time on your hands, as I'd imagine. Go watch that. It's on Netflix. It's really, that's a very funny show. So everyone... and Oh, and um, Frida Pinto in this, from, uh, famous from Slumdog Millionaire. Like, so very interesting cast. Very interesting... And Joel Fry. He's kind of the, the lead best man. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so basically, the, the best thing Joel about... Joel Fry, this, very good in this. Best well. thing about this is the cast. We got both... Got a lot of laughs out of it. 
Um, like we laughed repeatedly which is relatively unusual for us when we watch a comedy to be honest because we tend to, to kind of I don't know we just not find them very funny so this definitely passes they would wait, say this, wait what's the sorry what's the headline there we don't find comedies most funny most comedies aren't very funny like it's almost like when you watch a movie that has a dark humour streak to it you might laugh more in a drama but when a movie's you- trying to be funny it can be painful sometimes and this does pass like the six laughs. Saying, you're saying that comedies Try aren't funny enough these days. Yeah, they just, they're trying to be funny. And when you right. watch someone trying to be funny and failing, it's often just really painful. Yeah. But this was genuinely funny. Um, particularly the stuff with Ashling B, the guy from uh, Alan Partridge and the guy we just mentioned, Brian Wright. Those three were very funny. Yeah. Um, so that's good. Um, the premise of the movie, we were not in spoilers yet, but I felt got a little thin. Um, and I do feel like there's going to be inevitable uh, wannabe comparisons to four weddings and a funeral that would be undeserved because it ain't no four weddings and a funeral Um, and I felt bad for the lead actor Sam Sam Claffin because he's actually really good in this and he's he is not trying to do a Hugh Grant impression and at no time does he even teeter towards doing that however because it's about a wedding and he is like a posh English guy who's Slightly gawkish and tripping over his words a yeah, bit, and I, you can't help but compare him to Hugh Grant in Four Weddings and a Funeral. But it's not his fault, and he's not trying to knock it off. So I think you're best off watching it, just erase Four Weddings and a Funeral from your mind, and don't bother trying to compare it because it's not going to be favourable, and it's not really fair. <laughs> Yet here we are comparing. It's not fair. You've, you've begged the comparison but by I inviting. I haven't begged it. the comparison. Yeah. They have begged the comparison. Okay, come fair. on, I by mean, casting him, he looks like th- you. Also, look that the shadow of that movie looms large. Exactly. Um, I think I, gr- I agree with you. I think Sam Claflin as the lead is very. He's good in this, and he's doing. He's doing. He's really trying. Like I really admired him as an actor. Like he's like committing physically as well like yeah. there's a lot of um, there's a lot of physical comedy in this and I felt my sense of him was and I don't know I, I, look I don't know his uh, his sort of uh, CV or whatever you call it that well but the um, I sense that he's not uh, comedy's not his forte as such and it's not uh, instantly familiar to him so I felt he was uh, stretching and for the most part I think he 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 did a great job and achieved it there were a few moments I thought he was like gurning a little too much he got a bit Jim Carrey at points but then he's playing multiple different kind of timelines so you're doing quite wildly different stuff so that's why I guess for his character he was stretching more whereas someone like Ashling B who was funny in every scene she didn't have to change what she was doing that's another problem with a comparison that is unfair but can't be helped he's surrounded by some very talented comedic actors so I think when you're so I think he feels like a dramatic actor flexing comedy which is actually tends to be a harder transition I think you get when you see comedy actors uh, stretching into dramatic roles they tend to make that transition a lot easier actually we're watching on a side note and we'll be covering this on our Patreon um, but there's a new show Devs that's launched on BBC that we're really enjoying and um Who's the actor uh, in Nick, it? Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman. So, he's of Parks brilliant. and Rec, etc. So he's known for Parks and Rec and he's a, he's a comedic actor and he's being brilliant as a dramatic actor in Devs. Yeah. So totally recommend that, by the way. But anyway, yeah, I agree with you. It's harder for a guy like that in a comedy. Whereas... Like and I know I said you shouldn't compare it to Hugh Grant and it's not fair, but... <laughs> You're Hugh like, Grant, but here we are. You, you keep Hugh circling back really to funny. this. Hugh Grant's really funny. 
he always pulls off comedy like he's I know yeah. you haven't seen Paddington 2 but that's kind of the peak of him being funny but like Bridget Jones he's funny like for weddings he's funny Notting Hill he's funny so anyway I'll stop the Hugh Grant comparisons they're not fair Hugh Grant's awesome what, no argument will we go to spoiler streets so we, we can talk about the premise a bit because well do you want to finish talking about the cast because I will I, I want to give another shout out to Olivia Munn who she's brilliant on the, on the subject of sort of comedy and um and drama she's someone who I've seen do both and kind of does both here but she's not an overtly comedic character like a lot of the supporting characters in this she's she's the straight romantic lead yeah but she's she, brilliant but like she's such a good actress because she's not she, it's not a big performance and they don't actually give her much to do it's actually very she does a lot character. with facial tics doesn't she she does yeah. she's, but also what I really appreciated with her is that she was an excellent comedy straight man yeah. and I mean that in the um, uh, the traditional sense of the you know the, the Laurel and Hardy the, you know the straight the comedic one. partner the unfunny one she's a brilliant like because you need the straight man you need the the, the the springboard for the reaction particularly when she's against the Alan Partridge guy yes Tim Key so her and Tim Key were working so well together yeah. but actually when you put her with Sam Claflin they were charming and romantic so that's the sign I think of a brilliant actor is somebody who can not only like do a great performance themselves but like she was making other people's performances better she was and then the most kind of physically outlandish ones I think were did we say his name was Brian Fry I've just forgotten on IMDb and Ashley B like they're properly kind of physically comedically funny as well Um, so they kind of brought like the bigger laughs then so I think yeah all uh, right Joel Fry sorry really yes. good cast Joel Fry sorry um, and then yeah, he, he's, there's, a, there's a moment where he's trying to stay awake and he's and asleep I've never seen somebody act somebody um, falling asleep fighting sleep so well it was so while good. trying to have a conversation and then <laughs> Frida wonderful. Pinto was really good too because I only know her yeah. from some dog millionaire where she's like quite an earnest character I guess she's really good in this and she's playing against the guy you mentioned from um, the pirate radio show thing forgotten the name of yeah who's also I mean he's straight he's, really uh, he's got a straight up comedy role yeah. but he's very so funny really good. so yeah all, Alan all praise to the cast and honestly before we get to Spoiler Street if you haven't watched it um, do you know what it's just great to have a new like like we talked about on Longshot it's just great to have a movie to watch yeah um, I think look I, and, it's, and you will get a few laughs and it's what all rom-coms should be it's like about 95 minutes no it's not it's, it's about an hour and 45 close to two okay 105 minutes but it's, it's not it's not as long as some like you know a lot of the cinematic rom-coms now like we often talk about for example um, God like the ones with um, Jason what's his name Siegel Jason Siegel those kind of ones that like air on to sometimes being two and a half hours long like the five year engagement it's a hundred minutes it says yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's a decent duration. But it felt long. I, I think this I didn't is. I not think it felt long. I think this movie could have trimmed a lot of fat. For instance, it so. takes an hour for the the actual sort of uh, hook of this to even happen. Well, that's what I don't think it was. I think it was the right duration, but I think that the badly, they took too um, long. Like the pacing was a little bit off. Yeah, way it off. took too long to get to the meat. And I appreciate they were trying to set up the characters. And at the end of the day, as we said, it is a character movie. If you want, if you want it in wedding terms, the problem with that move, this movie is the uh, food was served. The speeches were done first, and the we- the food was served afterwards, and the food was served too late. So we were waiting too long for the food to arrive and then the speeches uh, went on too long I'm waiting for this to end because it's such a boring <laughs> come on that's, a, that's something it's terrible. there terrible <laughs> absolutely nothing there um, and then there was one other thing I wanted to talk about before we got to Spoiler Street but I've totally forgotten now 
I've, I've lost all brain Good power. podcasting. I'm sorry. I now spend, so, I spend 100% of my time with a toddler and a baby, right? You're, you're saying... So my brain is addled. You're saying you, uh, you would recommend it, like, as something to watch. I I'm, recommend it because um, it's a new movie, it's funny, and there's a really good cast. And I yeah. just think that they dropped the ball a little bit um, in terms of the execution of what was a good core idea. I don't think they executed it as well as they could have. And I'm saying... I don't actually think it's a great movie. I think it's an okay movie with a really good cast yeah. with some good jokes in it. Agreed. So it certainly is an easy way to pass 100 minutes. So if you're looking for something light and unchallenging and you'll get a few laughs and kind of enjoy watching these people have fun, then go for it. But uh, but I could pick it apart for hours, which we're about to do now in just, Spoiler Street. Just the kind of... The, I just the wanted, high concept stuff we can pick apart. I wanted it to be better, and I of and, and I was watching it like as a. I wanted to edit this movie. Do you know what I mean? I wanted. I wanted the. There was just so many points. I was wish. I I, I just wished it was like uh, tighter and funnier in parts, and just, it just wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. It had all and it the wasn't makings. as good as this cast deserved. It, yeah, it had all the makings of. Of becoming a classic, but it's not hit the right notes for that, which is a shame. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the things we did observe watching it. Now we haven't looked up anything on like production values or timelines or anything, but we felt like it had been made relatively cheaply and relatively quickly. And that is no shade. All movies have different budgets, and you know, it was just a guess on our part. But it looked like it wasn't a very expensive movie. And I wonder if there was just a very short timeline in terms of production and the edit, where like things that could have been tweaked maybe weren't I don't know that's pure speculation look, you don't know and look love and blood and sweat and tears goes into making every any movie yeah. so like I just think well done for uh, the filmmakers to have made this at all and to got a, first of all any film that gets made is a miracle any film that gets um, a, a released during a pandemic is lucky because it will get huge consumption on Netflix <laughs> well exactly and, uh, honestly, and, it was, and it was enjoyable and I quite liked it we so like, properly laughed out loud like so yeah. that's honestly these days laughs are few and far between so and everything that follows is just the kind of uh, pedantic nitpicky detail <laughs> that you people love to hear <laughs> and that if the, the, the filmmaker uh, Dean Craig who wrote and directed this ever does listen to this I sincerely apologise so congratulations for making your film I've never done it and now I'm going to tell you everything you and did now wrong. we're on spoiler street okay <laughs> so turn it off if you haven't seen it and go and watch it right spoilers now for love wedding repeat I do genuinely feel bad when I like nitpick a movie in a broadcast format I try I try never to like tweet anything mean about movies I certain one of my pet hates on social media is when you see someone uh, saying something they don't like about a movie or just trashing a movie and then tagging in the filmmakers or the actors That's I really lousy. don't like that That's lousy and, and I mean obviously this is a the whole point of the internet is an open forum of discussion we love discussing movies and sharing our thoughts and opinions that's why we're doing this but the, I think that at the core of this there's so, uh, somebody who in, in this instance a man called Dean Craig who um, made this wrote and directed this movie I think it was based on a remake but it is based on another on another movie we Some, saw that in the credits again something I've never done and I think it's a brilliant achievement but uh that's all the caveat so that I feel more comfortable with saying everything I don't like about it so why the hell why the hell bother even doing the the, the sliding doors thing at all it added nothing and was pointless just give us give me a straight up rom-com plot but it also didn't make sense didn't deliver because I think if you're going to do say if you take sliding doors as an example 
the sliding doors is a brilliant movie by the way I absolutely love it if you take sliding doors the that, sliding doors moment happens very early in yeah, the movie and it commits to it, it for commits the whole movie it. and you get to watch both of them exactly parallel. and you get to watch it for a really really long time and you get to see both to its conclusion and it's two timelines um, the live die repeat edge of tomorrow thing again is quite early and we get to see loads of really interesting scenarios play out this one by the time we got to it it was an so hour in. rushed and and also didn't make sense it's just some kind of vague voiceover of a posh English woman Judy saying, Dench I swear I don't know who it was but saying because there's eight people at a table and it's like do you know Dave please stop trying to google who voiced it it doesn't matter <laughs> I'm on the basically it's like do you know how many possible combinations of eight there is because that's how many combinations of this scene could have played out but Dave please stop um, but what you but but what I didn't understand is okay you're saying there's Eight factorial, as I remember from school math. Oh, good. Um, op- uh, opportunities at this table based on who takes the drug because of who was sitting where. So what? Like, yeah, are, what so are you? What, what are you telling us? Are you telling us that they all happened? Like, are we in kind of a sci-fi parallel world thing? Well, that's or the multiverse theory. They did all happen. But, 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 or are you telling us that the first one happened, and then this is a fantasy of what should have gone down? Like I just I, think, I didn't understand what was I don't if, know if, why we watched different versions because they didn't make it clear. If I'm being generous based on what I'm reading from what the uh, what the end of this movie the dialogue's all about chance and you've got to take your chance and you know he missed his chance at the beginning in Rome um, and then she says to him you know oh we missed our chance it wasn't meant to happen and then he sort of says and then he gets the speech from his friend who's like a uh, Oh, blah blah blah, and he's like, "Okay, I'm going to run out and do the take my chance and seize my moment." So it's like the idea is that true love is so um, the the chances of two people finding each other and true love is so uh, slight, and all these and all these different situations need to happen to get to, to there that you kind of just need to take those moments when they arrive. That's what I think the movie was trying to say. I don't. I, again, I'm, with, I'm totally with you. I didn't think that the, 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 the whole thing just felt just inconsequential. It. it felt yeah. gimmicky. Uh, when it when it happened, when it happens, and they do the the, the rewind moment, and then they're like, and then the, uh, the the things get mixed up, and then we get this very fun little montage where you're like, you see all the different like suddenly. Yeah, he took the sleeping pills and she took the sleeping pill and then oh these people are hooking up and it just gives you this glimpse into all this mad stuff and that was the stuff we wanted to see and then it was like oh yeah forget about all that here's and here's, here's the, the mo- here's the last one and it was like what so you're actually only giving us two two different versions when you spend an hour movie you spend an hour getting us to this moment and spending all the time building up all these sub characters when you really could have efficiently have done that in about 20 to 30 minutes yeah. which should have been done yeah. and then then shown us then loads of show versions. us a few different like scenarios like in Live, Die, Repeat yeah Live, Die, Repeat do you remember like don't don't copy the name of a movie that that's you are better nowhere than you. near as good yeah, as exactly that's done this so much better yeah. it's a really bad idea because it's set our expectations subconsciously too high now I didn't think a rom-com really straight to Netflix was going to be as good as Lived I Repeat but the expectation was sitting there rattling around in my brain yeah. and it's just it's a bad idea don't ever invite that kind of comparison on yourself just don't, and don't like just don't do it um, Hallelujah. and the other thing that really annoyed me about the final timeline is actually our our protagonist right is um, what's his name Sam Claffin and he's grand right don't mind him but Olivia Munn's character I can't, I'm sorry I can't remember the name of either of their characters she is like the perfect woman right she's amazing 
he's grand. So you're not necessarily <laughs> rooting for her to get with him, but because he's our character, we should be rooting for him to get with her. Yeah. But in the version where they end up together, he takes a sleeping pill, and he, when she's really good actress as well she's talking about how how her mother died and how traumatic it was and he falls asleep right firstly there is no coming back from that without an explanation which he never gave her okay yeah. so he just appears horrible in that really very distressing scene all he had to say was I took a sedative so he mistake. didn't. but he didn't say that so it makes no sense that yeah. she would end up with him secondly he's taking the sedative and he's trying to um, like make himself sick in a very funny scene um and he ends up getting his friend to like stick his fingers down his throat. So Olivia Munn walks in on him knelt down on the floor of a toilet while a guy stands in front of him and he's sucking the guy's fingers. So clearly she thinks they're getting it on, right? Yeah. So those so it's funny. So it was really funny. So she sees him in apparently like a gay scene in a bathroom, and secondly, he falls asleep when she's talking about the trauma with her dead mother. So then <laughs> why when he runs after her in the end? Would she be in any way interested in him? That's the bit that made no sense. Because he didn't say, look, yeah. I was... Took a se-. He didn't explain anything that happened to her. And secondly, what I don't understand about any of it is they had this amazing weekend in Rome three years ago and at the very end of it, um, somebody came over, started talking to him, ruined the moment. They never kissed and they never connected. To be honest, I wouldn't be into a guy if we that great a weekend. Fine, at the end of it, you didn't get to kiss or, you know, whatever. Could have got the number off her sister... He could have told that guy to F off. Yeah. Like, that in itself is all very unattractive. Like, he, it shows that he's someone who just kind of sits back and waits for, like, things to happen to him, which isn't particularly attractive. And I would imagine, particularly to a woman like her, who's, like, a very accomplished war journalist and correspondent and flies all over the world, like, as if she's going to be interested in some dweeb who can't even get her phone number off his sister, like. <laughs> yeah. So, basically, at the end, I found it completely unrealistic that she would end up with him because he has nothing going on for him. Yeah. I completely, <laughs> completely agree with that. Uh, wow, what, a, what an actor, assassination. The actor did it really good. It's yeah. about the character. So, uh, I think... I just really want to I just really want to buy a couple I want to I want to ship them <laughs> I want to be rooting for a couple when I'm watching a rom-com and I just was like I hope she doesn't end up with him. That's all I could think. Because he had no point just said to anyone look Oh yeah, this is the most annoying bit. This guy shows up at the wedding the kind of the, the antagonist of the movie shows up to spoil the wedding right yeah. at no point did they just kick him out of the wedding to, to get him out of there it made goes, no sense we'll make a scene if you kick him out and uh, no it won't because you've all gone into another room to have the speeches he's still in the other room on his own but also, so you just get security to discreetly come and take him but out so what That's are it. you talking about he'll make more of a scene if he stays mm-hmm. I don't, I, like, and then you've ruined your wedding yeah, day so at no point no did he say to anyone look like his best mate who was there who's like yeah. a really tall big guy would he not be like look will you just help me get rid of this guy instead he goes through all this farce of like spiking people's drinks and like trying to make himself vomit and even in the timeline when the friend took the sedative and he was trying to give like the maid of honor speech and he was out of it at no point did Sam Claffin even go up and say like listen don't go on stage like I'll do the speech for you like he's yeah. the most the, he was the most like what's the where is it milk toast or something I he's, think he's the most wishy-washy <laughs> character like things just kept happening and he just stood there gawking and I was like I just find him very unattractive I think the problem is that's a screenplay in where like funny stuff idea for funny stuff now funny stuff needs to happen and then there's the the character work to get there isn't really gelling like there's no the the the, the dots haven't been connected to get from X to Z and then what you end up with is 
plot contrivances that don't make sense. But they're and, still and, funny, like we still laugh. Yeah, as in... It, they, we just yeah, didn't buy them. Exactly. The scenarios themselves and the writing is funny. Like, the dialogue in this is funny. I wondered if a lot of them ad them. I was thinking some of the actors might have ad-libbed some of them. Maybe. Because it was very funny. But I felt like the screenplay is strong when it, it's created these characters in these situations. That's good. But I think the sort of the framework of the plotting of this movie is where it falls down. And it does that, need to hang on the lead characters and, like... The, the main the, the sister and the brother that just their actions didn't make sense with the guy coming into the wedding and that it kind of hinged on the whole scenario was about a guy at the wedding they're trying to get rid of but they just it didn't make sense that he was let stay at the wedding and got a table set for him and was sitting down at the wedding yeah, I did, and I, I couldn't, couldn't let go of that, that. Yeah. I just could, like if someone had shown up at our wedding like that it would have been like absolutely throw him out like and that's why like, he was on loads of drugs he was really aggressive he was threatening to spoil the wedding like there's it's, just no way what's the what's What's the name of it? It's the um, the suspension of disbelief is the idea. Uh, the the wi- sorry, the willing suspension of disbelief is the it's the name for the the thing in your head that allows you when you're watching a uh, some a piece of fiction on TV that allows you to switch off the part of your brain that says these are actors on a soundstage delivering lines from a screenplay that was written by a person that's been performed you know all the things that your brain logically knows and the the thing that allows you to get wrapped up in the escapism of fiction as soon and that's a very delicate thing and as soon as that is is shattered in any way it's very hard to get it back it's really hard to and get it back that's and what like, happened both of us it's funny because we just did a massive review of Face Off over on our Patreon but when, when we were saying one of the really good things about Face Off is that it's ludicrous that they swap faces but they just deal with it really quickly they swapped faces <laughs> yeah. this is the medical reason why and now I'm at the plot and we're like okay whereas if they had spent 45 minutes just telling us more and more ridiculous science about how these people swapped faces we would have gone this is stupid that's a, that's a really you just need to do it really quickly and like with this they just needed to for some reason like if you want to make it that this guy stays at the wedding have it that the groom knows him as well right there's an investment from the groom's family there's a reason she can't kick him yeah, out work, the groom to, doesn't know him I agree so you, no one cares if you kick him you out you have to work a little harder or come up with a tangible or reasonable explanation for what you want to happen and that's that's what didn't happen here and I think face off such a good and unexpected example of that because you also have to be it's the willing suspension of disbelief so if you're you have to if you're if you can accept um, something absurd because for the greater good and you're just like okay movie I'll go with you then that's fine but like this was just, this movie kept cropping up these little things that like it didn't make sense for a character to do that like why Olivia would he have done Munn that like Olivia forgiving him because for falling asleep when she said about her mom dying it's unforgivable exactly and, he and, had to before they kissed he had to say to her oh, it's this way Dave's lost he no, had to say to it's her not, it's that way it's this way it's down there you're completely completely wrong you're completely wrong Um, basically he had to say a line where he explained that before they kissed and and maybe it was on an edit room floor somewhere there's another scene where him and the best friend also look like they're kissing and I felt like at that point she was supposed to walk by and see that as well and think they were together again but then nobody walked by and saw it so I was like why is this scene even (laughs) here exactly I feel like they almost probably shot so much of all the different variants that by the time they went to put it together it was like fuck it we'll just show two of them that's a really good point as well because often a film can be found in the edit is the is the expression um, and I think this film could have been saved by a really good editor yeah. so if you could have you could have a screenplay missing some of this stuff and it can be salvaged later 
Um, but that wasn't happening here. And I think back to the face-off example, which, which is... Where are you going now? Just, <laughs> what are you doing? We're um, trying to like make our block as interesting as possible and the, loop down alleyways. Back to the face-off example. The, the reason that isn't really a problem is because the movie tells you okay there is technology that allows two people to swap their faces and for the moment you're like ah, is there that stupid that doesn't make sense and, but then they and, say there's these brilliant new anti-inflammatories that help you recover really quickly <laughs> yeah. and we're so like cool like, all, no all right right I'll wave my hand and it, it's fine um, but this but, but what it doesn't do is like if Caster Troy suddenly did something noble in that movie then you'd be like would he have done that that doesn't really feel like him yeah the characters always feel true yeah so so this w- this was like yeah the characters were kind of true to themselves but they were re- ignoring common sense but I don't think the, the lead guy was true to himself right the parents are both dead he's protective older brother he does not fuck about doing a hundred different things instead of getting rid of this guy who's there to ruin the sister's wedding. Yeah. He gets rid of the guy. He doesn't go to the bar to have a drink. He doesn't hang out with his mates. He doesn't faff about like trying to lock him in a cupboard because at that point you've caused way more of a scene than if you just got security to take him out. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, just yeah. for me, on your sister's wedding day, no matter how much you might fancy your friend, if you've made a big fuss about your walking her down the aisle, your parents are dead, it's really profound and you're really protective of her and you're always getting her out of messes. Your number one goal for the day is to get rid of that guy and because every time he didn't get rid of that guy we were just like eh, this doesn't make any sense Yeah. Um, but we need to go because we need to go home uh, because my sister's very oh, kindly yeah. looking okay. after our um, children well th- thank you for listening <laughs> I, I, really enjoy, I really enjoyed talking about that <laughs> for some reason basically um, if anything has to do with like timelines or time travel or like parallel timelines we are all over it yeah. like we've had far too many arguments in our marriage about like continuous time theory like any sort of time travel we'll debate it for yeah days. because I'm fine with time travel rules as long as they're consistent <laughs> yes Dave I and know that and often movies aren't and honestly looking at you, you know back what? to the future again I actually really enjoyed this movie for like the chats we had about it um, so I do totally yeah. recommend it guys and let you chat to us now uh, <laughs> message us at the cinemile on Twitter Facebook Instagram the cinemile at gmail Dot com. I'd imagine a lot of people have watched this. I would too, so it's, let us know what you thought. It's and pushed um, hard. Hope you enjoyed it and had as much fun chatting about it as we did and enjoyed the cast as much as we did. And if you haven't already done so, we would absolutely love if wherever you listen to the podcast, you drop us a review. We really appreciate it. And we hope you guys are all doing okay in what is now weeks and weeks into lockdown. <laughs> you don't even no know. I country, don't know. But depending Week what country four. you're in. Um... Yeah, hopefully you can enjoy this yeah. and get a bit of escapism. Yeah, stay, stay, uh, look after yourselves, everyone, stay safe, and uh, we'll see you guys see you next soon. week. Next time we can try and find another, another movie to watch. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey, I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Ben Holderness. We host the Holderness Family Podcast every Tuesday. You may know us from the silly videos that we make online. Or a book about marriage called Everybody Fights. Or as winners of season 33 of The Amazing Race. Still can't believe that happened. Listen, we do a lot of stuff, but our podcast is our most favorite thing. Yeah, because every week we get to sit down face-to-face, talk to each other about marriage, family, mental health, or just anything that we want to know more about. Sometimes we have expert interviews, sometimes it's just us, but our goal is to bring some joy and laughter into your life every week. Our other goal is that maybe you will learn something as well. Right. So search the Holderness Family Podcast and check out our most recent episodes. We have one about staying organized with creators of the Home Edit. And one about being diagnosed with ADHD as an adult. We hope you'll join us. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com 
Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.